0: <laughs> RPD dispatch. Is anyone out there? Please own. answer. I want contact you. with Alpha Team. I see no if someone is still out there. Please, please don't do it. anyone. They're going
1: to keep going. Is it going
0: to kill them all? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the episode two of the RPD dispatch. I am John, better known as Dot Fifty Cal on the boards,
2: and I am Chris, better known as Alzair.
1: and I'm Mister Spencer. Well, John, but better known as Mr. Spencer, on the boards. Uh,
0: but before we begin the podcast, uh, John has has a statement he has to issue.
1: Yes, I, I do, I'm afraid. Uh, I have the, um, the the documentation here, um, if you excuse me. <clears throat> before we continue, it has been uh, requested by our Asian taskmasters, shareholders, and financial investors... <laughs> me to extend a formal, public apology to the Japanese government and to the anime fanbase at The Horror is Alive. My comments regarding Japanese customs were unnecessary and unfounded, and were detrimental to the topic, as well as offensive to those of Japanese animation. As bizarre as non-Western countries may be, we must be understanding and consider it towards even the most surreal and backwards cultures thank you very much uh mr. Spencer <clears throat> uh
0: yeah thank you for that uh John. I just felt
1: that had to be made clear okay uh, we have some complaints which we won't go into no no but...
0: we'll 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 truck keep trucking along here let's just just get into it so today uh on the podcast we actually had the members play Resident Evil Two quite a bit so um Enjoy some discussion of that. Then next up will be the news segment, which only has uh two entries thus far, so you know, not 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 much news on the eve of Tokyo Game Show, so we'll have to probably wait until that to get anything really good going. And then finally in the final segment we'll have the Dark Biohazard interview where we'll ask C Evan, various questions about the mod and how he got into three D modeling and such. So if you're looking forward to that you just skip right to the end. <laughs> But um, let's just. Get... I'm sure
1: most people are doing it already, just to get to the bloopers reel.
0: <laughs> but let's just get right into the Resident Evil 2 discussion here. I came to this city as an engineer more than thirty-five years ago. I have made contributions to the city's electrical system and helped with the installation of the cable car. In 1992, it was my fifth year as the mayor of our beautiful city. It was then, that through many donations and hard work, our city was able to rebuild the municipal building and create a state-of-the-art hospital. I pledge to follow the tradition of this fine city and will devote my life to its prosperity. Paid for by the citizens of Michael Warren from mayor. So over the past two weeks, we've had our members play Resident Evil 2. I went ahead and did the uh, GameCube version, which was a port of the DualShock release on the PlayStation 1. Chris, which one did you do? I played the US PS1 version, and uh John,
1: uh, I played the UK PAL version of the game.
0: Now this this is this isn't the uh, Dual Shock versions, right? So you guys didn't have EX Battle. Yeah,
1: I I don't think we um from what I recall, I don't think we ever did get the Dual Shock. Now correct me if I'm wrong. I'm
0: oh, not sure um um You know what? I think you might be right. That's odd. I don't know. Actually, well, I think I think um, he's I'm... right. I don't think they did get Dual Shock. Wow, don't what a ripoff! We...
1: We never got dual shock
0: as wow. far as I know anyway. <laughs> See you're missing quite a bit like that. I, I think there's like uh hunk rankings and stuff like that. The the EX battle In, alone. I
1: I do remember when the um when the dual shock PlayStation came out, uh but I can't recall whether ori two was mentioned as like old oh, dual shock version or whatever like that. Yeah, so... I'm
0: looking on my on my shelf and I'm not seeing a dual shock version. That's weird according
2: to game facts, uh Europe didn't
0: get one. Wow. Ah, well
1: there we go. There Man. we are then.
0: So you guys were, you know, yeah, I,
1: we got I, shafted on that one. But the only, uh,
0: the only uh, port of that would be then the GameCube version in Europe. But anyway, we're discussing this a bit too much. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. so your general thoughts on the game? I, you know, going from Resident Evil 3, kind of disappointed a bit, I guess, on the uh, scenario and the whole, the whole game overall. Uh, I like, I kind of like this one a, a bit. Uh, the A scenario left me a bit disappointed, but then the B scenario kind of made up for that with the fact that you know you'll have Birkin and then because um, because the A scenario really you don't you don't really see uh, Birkin at all. You see him maybe once or twice. See him on
1: the tram, but that's about it. Really They're near yeah. the end as well. But I think the uh, the A scenario was more of a, a condensed version of the main game. Uh-huh. Uh, whether it's like so, say someone. Uh, someone bought the game, yeah, played RE before, but oh, I'll give it a go. They play for the A scenario, and if they decide they don't like it, they can say, oh, it doesn't matter, I can send that back or wherever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they can... Uh, if they do like it, they think, wow, this is really good, but it's a bit shallow. What's the B scenario about? And they'll fire that one up and play for it, and then they can experience uh, more of the story. I think it's more of an optional scenario, which is the reason why I didn't play
0: it too much i but, wish they uh, would have reversed them though like the the meat of it should have been on the on the a scenario in my opinion like because it gives people the wrong impression of the game if they just play that and then they don't play the uh, b scenario in my opinion yeah, but chris what I do you? See
2: what I... I think there should have been just more of it overall
0: yeah um so the there's the, i guess one of the big things about the game was the zapping system where you know uh Certain actions that you do in the A scenario affect the B scenario, such as the uh, submachine gun and, and the side packs in the locker. If you take one of them, it won't be available in the B scenario. And one of the things that I kind of got confused about when I started playing this, I I was being really sparingly in picking up uh, ammo boxes in the A scenario because uh, my brain somehow thought that... Uh, you know, the the various ammo packs that are hidden around the RPD, you know, that they are also affected by the zapping system. So I was desperately short on ammo during the first playthrough, and then somebody on the forums finally said, you know, no, that's not true at all. Uh, so I don't know why I got that idea in my head, but what did you I mean, guys... Maybe,
1: I think maybe what you thought was you were expecting too much from the game. I mean, we live in an age now where... <laughs> We play online co op and all these features and all these little bonuses and etc. And I think we've been spoiled. So it's like we go back to these old school games and we say and we think that these things will happen, we so say we think oh uh they'll be they won't be there next time. But it's not to that kind of level, you know? Yeah. Um I also think if I can bring Ori Zero into it briefly, sure. if I can. Um I think with the zapping system in Ori Zero we thought um it was like I stand corrected. Actually, I meant in Ori 2 we think, oh, the zapping system isn't too great because not much is happening, not much is going on, and there's not much to uh, affecting either scenario. Mm-hmm. But I think that's only because of the fact that we we we've played Ori Zero, and that zapping system is a whole different kind of thing. It's like more in depth, yeah. more more fleshed out, if you will. Well, and then we go set. back, and then we go back to Ori 2. And we kind of our brains expect the same, but we we failed to to uh, take into account the fact that RE2 only came out you know ten years ago or so yeah, now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris, what were you gonna say? Well, <clears throat> Zero's zapping system's a little different.
2: It's more like a partner system. It's yeah. not like you're playing through two separate scenarios, <clears throat> and when playing through one scenario, it affects the other.
0: Now, one question I had for you, Chris, since you're the 1.5 expert, I'm not too clear on this. Did do we know if 1.5 had a zapping system similar to this, or?
2: Um, it's unclear. It's been I think it's been hinted before. Yeah. But I'm but I'm not real sure exactly how it would work. Supposedly, when you're playing through Leon, so you'd like see Claire. A couple, uh, not Claire, but um. Uh, Elza. Certain things would affect Elza's scenario. Ah. Uh,
0: okay. But then,
2: but then I've, uh, you'd you'd also hear that, Leon and Elza never met or anything. So it's kind of hard mm-hmm. to.
0: So see if you know not really really
2: affected each other's yeah. scenario
0: but um i guess with the zapping system i was kind of kind of disappointed with it to be honest there's only very few things that you can actually do like the uh, like the shutter cords that'll actually affect and and one weird thing about that is if you do the the shutter cords you know you're well into the a scenario when you actually get that cord to do that you're practically ready to leave the rpd but in the b scenario once you arrive You know the shutters are down, all the liquors are all out that were normally there at the very end when you're leaving the RPD. So it's just kind of a weird disconnect that I felt they could have, they could have done a bit better than that. You know, I guess they'd run out of time. But go ahead, John.
1: The only other thing aside from the cord of the shutters is the uh, the submachine gun and the side Mm pack. Now I remember playing for the game, and from what I can uh, recollect, that was the only major significant. Uh, gameplay change, if you will. Uh, you know, The only thing that would impact the other scenario. Well, I think. The,
0: I take issue with that. I think the shutters affect it quite a bit because.
1: Well, the shutters do, but I never use the cord, so ah. that's just me. Uh, but I mean, when I was doing the side pack and the submachine gun, and it's like, oh, which one do I pick up, whatever, you know, and that kind of thing.
2: Mm. <clears throat> I was going to say there should have been a lot more uses for the. Thing. For that kind of situations, yeah, it would have made made the game a bit more interactive between the two scenarios because unlike Resident Evil One, which had two separate stories that didn't interact because in you know in the opposite scenario Chris or Jill wouldn't be there, yeah. But in this one, it's kind of meant to be like this is all happening at the same time. Yet you've only got the 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 shutters on the windows, the side pack and the machine gun, and the. Uh, room in the labs where you have to enter your fingerprints and that's the only kind of interaction that actually happens. I mean there's a couple of other things that happen through story such as um, I believe Leon A to Claire B is when Claire actually accesses the the jail area which she actually doesn't in in her A scenario and that's because Leon moved the uh, van and told her about it and that's that's really the only other thing, but that's more of a linear story play as opposed to a uh, like a choice or things you do that affect the other scenario, in my
0: opinion. But getting onto the story part of it, I think John, you mentioned that Birkin's yell happens at the same time in both scenarios. Uh,
1: yes, uh, I noticed uh, that uh, when you play when you play as Leon and you go to uh, meet Ben in the cells and you hear Birkin's yell, and you're like, you like, what was that? You know, but at the same time. In uh, a different place in the RPD, you you see uh, Claire, Sherry, and they hear the same yell, and it's like wow, this you know the two different people in different places hearing the same noise, and it's like ah, oh, you know it's, it's kind of bringing it together in a sense, you yeah. know.
0: Another thing like that that happens is when you, when you're playing as Leon and you're using the uh, Rook plugs to get access to the sewers, you know you fight Leon there on the on the B scenario, and he falls over the uh, the ledge there and just goes into the sewers and at that time, Claire's just entering the sewers, and then you get a cutscene of William walking up on the upper path, and uh, I I thought it was kind of nice how that tied it together. I I didn't really put two and two together until I did the video, uh, you know, cutscenes after that, and I'm like, oh, well, yeah, that does kind of match up. But one of the things that disappointed me, again, was the item usages. So, like, in... In the A scenario, you know, you pick up the uh, unicorn crest or whatever that is from uh, Chris's diary underneath it, and then in the uh, in the B scenario, you know, you pick it up off the second floor, in like an indentation off there, and and you basically do the same puzzles as uh, as the A scenario. I felt it was kind of lazy, especially given that you know the shutters are already down on the B scenario and all that.
1: Well, but it makes you, you have wonder. To take... I'm sorry, Chris. Go on. Well, you have to take
2: into account that. Uh... Resident Evil 2 was kind of slightly rushed a bit, considering, you know, the fact that they scrapped 1.5 yeah. to pull in 1.5, uh, pull in Resident Evil 2, and just the fact that I think, you know, we may be expecting a little too much from a game that was made in
0: 1997. <laughs> Possibly. John, you were going to say? That,
1: that, that's true. <laughs> well, I mean, I just think it was just, uh, you know, like you said, a bit rushed, the game was rushed out a bit. Like the one point five was was cancelled. Mm-hmm. Um, but you gotta you, know, you gotta wonder how a unicorn indent unicorn medal went from beneath someone's diary and someone put it back on an indentation. I mean, I wouldn't mind if it was like um, if you're looking outbreak, for example, when you're in the RPD scenario, and the uh, the unicorn indentation is actually in the the panel ah. on the front of the, of the of the fountain, whatever it is, and you take it from there. And you put it on a painting uh, in some hallway, and you uh, know maybe something like that could be tied into yeah. it as to why it's there or not. You know, you it's just tying the games together, if you will, using a bit of you know your own creativity. A little bit,
0: a little bit more of a cohesion between the two stories. Yeah, it's, it's just, sort just, of a disconnect that, that kind of ruins those plot points that are tied together, in my opinion. Just,
1: you, you just got to use your imagination and just kind of glue things together with your mind and yeah. just, you know, put it together, you know, that's how it's meant to be, and do Capcom's job for them.
0: Chief Irons, of course, you know, the art collector, I'm sure his influences were... Slash rapist. He, yes, in fact, he it's is... A
1: part-time uh, job as a rapist.
0: When he, in fact, one of the files, I was a bit surprised to read this, because I guess I had forgotten it. He uh, was convicted, or he wasn't convicted, he was suspected of rape of two women when he was at a university. So it, it kind of gives you a new angle on him. You know, he was this evil, he was this evil guy all along. But somehow he became police oh. chief. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, you got to look at you know what his connections are. He's uh, he's been funded by Umbrella. He's on their payroll. So you've got to stop and think. Well, you know, Umbrella run Raccoon City, and this man is very uh, compliant to Umbrella, and he'll do what you know. He's a puppet. He's in their pocket, if you mm. will. You no know, right, you know who do you who I mean. If you were Umbrella, what would you rather have? Would you have an upstanding, a uh, uh, brave police chief, you know, of justice and morality? Uh, <laughs> but someone who would you know might uh, uh, take action against you at every turn. Yeah. Or would you rather have someone who have you know a bit of a questionable past, but someone who you could exploit and they would have no problem, you know, answering to money and keeping quiet about what? things. You know, it's it's about. Getting the right people for the right job. I'm sure that
0: that was even part of it too. Like you know, they they would probably blackmail him and you know bring these things to light if if you know he ever went against them. Yeah,
1: and well, they were paying him also, too.
0: yeah, they were paying. I think the file said $10,000 monthly payment from uh, Birkin.
1: It's also you gotta also think about Umbrella's track record. I mean, their 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 work mantra, if you will. It's like, uh, oh, you. you Let's look at this guy's uh, his, his, his uh, records. Oh, he seems to be a bit crazy. Well, he's perfect for us. In you know, you, Umbrella, you've got to be insane to get a good job. I
0: don't yeah. know, really. It seems like every, every scientist eventually suspects the company of wanting to take their work, and then they just unleash hell. <laughs> yeah. and, and you can't really blame them, too, since they kind of set that precedent with... Uh, with uh, what's his name, Marcus and uh, Zero, you know, killed, assassinated him and took his research. So Birkin, Birkin knew what was what was in store for him. So he's like, oh, I don't, I don't like this at all, here. Yeah. But um.
1: Well, you uh, think he'd be better prepared than just you know, to would... he somewhere.
0: Like, where where was the security uh, at this facility? There's there's I know there's the guy in the sewer, but is that really it? That's the only guy preventing people from you know corporate espionage there's no umbrella competitors here well yeah, you gotta, you've got
1: you've got to think about what you've got to take into account is that the umbrella security service were if you will an elite group you know yeah. these were like uh, you know uh, taken from various other special forces like hunk for example is a uh, renowned always surviving etc you've got to take into account the capabilities of these men so you could easily say oh the people at, Birkin, at Birkin's lab are just, you know, one of the male security officials, basically security people.
0: Well, you know... You
1: know Nine-to-five job, not full-trained.
0: There is a, a file you find in the sewers where it mentions that, you know, on certain days certain researchers will have access to the lab and it's the security's job to watch after them. I, I would wonder if they didn't, if the security didn't receive the message, you know, to stand down, there's going to be an operation to forcibly remove a... a a a scientist there who's you know going against their because he he was hiding all the research uh, about G-virus but then you've got
1: to think I mean uh, the security people who work at Umbrella probably don't really work a nine-to-five job, keep to themselves Mm. just pay a nuclear family if you will, got a wife and kids at home they probably, the average security person probably doesn't really care much about what the scientists get up to you know they can do whatever they want I don't care it's my job to stand here uh, with, a, with a rifle in my hand, and stop people from going in and out, you know?
0: I feel they missed a, a chance with that, you know, my... Oh, sorry, you kind of blurped on oh, Um sorry, there. it's
1: okay. I mean, it's my job. Don't ask questions. You know, I'm kind of waffling, but you, you kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah,
0: but I wish they would have expanded on exactly what happened to the security force, because it's kind of a big plot hole. It's just, I mean, Tunk's team just sort of makes it into the labs, and just Annette, mm-hmm. and you know, I can understand Annette and uh, and uh, Birkin just being the, the first, you know, the only two people there, because that that file does mention that you know on certain days certain researchers have access to the lab, but I don't know. It's just where where was the security force during all this? Were they were they killed by Hunks team or something?
1: <laughs> I think yeah, they were that's... probably te- they were taken out by Hunks team or something along those lines.
2: It's an interesting point. I wonder you
1: know,
0: if. It... Sorry, go ahead.
2: I was going to say it would have been uh, some interesting files if there was some because you know unless they killed off all the other researchers or security personnel that you would have thought that maybe someone would have created a couple of files you could find in the game saying you know oh you know today, you know the other day yesterday, a team of uh soldiers came bursting in, in here in the labs yeah. and they overtook the security personnel and and something happened between with Birkin and Annette's going crazy and something you know just something that could kind of give an idea of what happened in
0: labs maybe. yeah but you do find the uh, one of the security uh, forces the, i guess he's the manager of the sewer facility there where you know annette and uh ada meet uh you find him dead there but he's i think in his file he's complaining about becoming a zombie so perhaps they all sort of just succumb to the uh effects of the of the fire vi- but that was after the uh, operation so geez that doesn't make sense either <laughs> yeah because didn't
2: didn't the operation happen,
0: like... Yeah, it happened before. Two or three weeks before the game started? Uh, I'm not sure on that. You know, I don't
1: know What about specifics. What about the T-Virus that was already being leaked from the mansion? Because the T-Virus was already, uh, from Marcus, it was already leaking into the city.
0: Uh, so, I think it was
1: slowly getting worse.
0: I think that probably contributed to it, but the main thing was the rats. You know, they spread it into the water supply, and then, you know, the whole city was infected. But, um... On that note, I think we should probably move on to the uh, the story and the atmosphere because we're kind of already into that. So, okay. So um, the atmosphere of the game it really it really starts out with a with a, you know you're, you you got to move immediately because there's zombies surrounding the flaming truck no matter what scenario you're starting at.
1: It's quite a steep learning curve. Yes, it,
0: <laughs> it's uh, you got to learn to dodge zombies relatively quickly because they're coming right at you. But like the the atmosphere, I felt was a lot more well done and just. The simple fact that the music was just really haunting, and, yeah, haunting and like eerie at <laughs> times. I, f- I really felt that you could get more into more into the horror aspect of this. It wasn't like action Resident Evil Three, you know, where you dodge maneuvers and such.
1: It's like like you said about the music. For example, you play through all we three at the beginning, and it's like, dun, dun, dun. There's like action music going on there, yeah, and there's some yeah. explosions, and you have got to run with a machine gun or whatever. In RE2, you're oh, what's going I don't know what's going on here. So, What's going on? And you go to the RPD, and you kind of just think, what the hell happened here? You know, that mindset where nice. it's like, what the hell happened here? What's going on? And, and you kind of piece things together. It's so it's a slow-paced, but it's eerie. Slow-paced, yeah. slowly moving forward, the plot is, and then suddenly jump out scared from the left, jump out scared from the right, and... It all, you know, all keeps going. It's really, really good, really well done.
0: I especially like the way that they sort of planned it out, like anything could really happen here. You know, with with Birkin on the loose, Mister X on the loose, you know, this this uh, potential for G virus uh, enemies spawning from various victims of Williams and such. I felt it was a lot, it had a lot more variety and and mystery, in my opinion.
1: There's a lot of conspiracy to it. Yeah, you know, it, it covered like a lot uh, more
0: ground in my opinion, than three, you know, you go all the way down yeah. to the labs and everything. And...
1: But it, it, like you said, there was, a, there was many facets to RE2. It wasn't just about going there, wondering what was going on, survival, horror, uh, you know, whatever. It was also an underlying conspiracy element where you had the main story of survival, but you also had this background thing going on, like the G-Virus and what Umbrella planned and what was going on there with Birkin and, mm-hmm. and it's like it slowly pieced together as it went on and it became more coherent near the end and it all came together and I like that how everything just just went you know, right together it was really good.
0: Now how about the ending um you know you you get on the uh of course in the B scenario it's a bit different you get on the train and you know the alarm goes off you have to kill Blob William and then uh the train explodes. Now, back when I first played this in '98, I had assumed that the entire lab brought down the entire of Raccoon City or something, but uh, apparently not the case. Uh, I guess. 3
1: does that for us. Yes,
0: re 3 tied that up rather nicely, but um, I don't know. It, it just seemed uh, seemed like they'd have a bit more explosives down there to maybe ensure the destruction. At least, at least a few city blocks. And I'm surprised that they're that event's not covered in re, th- <clears throat> excuse me, in re three at all. You know, you don't hear any residual aftershocks or anything from the explosion, because the, okay. la- the lab facility is fairly large. And that, you know, electricity coil or whatever that was—the panel that gets damaged in the B scenario on one of the people. Uh, you know, it mm. seems like it'd be a bit more of a, of a blast.
1: I don't know. I mean, when the train exploded near the end. Uh... It was some distance from the city itself, you know. It was yeah. in a, an enclosed tunnel, and a an enclosed explosion.
0: Oh well, well, the facility went up too before that. You got to recall, and then the oh, train. Oh yes, yeah, yes,
1: of course.
3: Now I remember.
0: There we go. Uh, and Chris, I think you wanted to talk about a bit about the uh, RPD itself, like the structure of it and everything.
2: Yeah, I think you guys nailed the atmosphere with the game pretty good, and the structure of the RPD. I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people mostly don't care. But I personally thought it was kind of uh, weird and silly to bring it into like the uh, an old museum that happened in in the uh city.
0: Yeah, well, I just you know the, it's supposed well, the to be art a- museum, a- wasn't it? I I don't know yeah. if there's a source for that. Is that, is that the case or
2: I'm pretty sure there's a file that says uh it was in I think it used to be like the city hall and the,
0: and then it, I remember,
1: if I can just interject here, I remember in uh, Outbreak, uh, the Desperate measure scenario, Marvin would say, um, "Oh, here's an old map from this facility when it in the RPD when it used to be an art museum."
0: Oh, okay. It's
1: well, a line he says.
0: I suppose that makes sense given the uh, the nature of the layout. I mean, three floors for a for a police station, you know, that seems a bit excessive. Especially what, okay. given the fact that you have no bathrooms in it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I you're think it, <laughs> There's no toilets. So. I think
2: it was done for two reasons. I think, one, it was to give a little bit of a familiarity to Resident Evil 1, because some of the areas,
1: it makes it look a bit more mansiony because of the, you know... It, it's and also the fact that made. the mansion had no toilets either. Well,
0: no, no, it, it did. It did.
1: It did, did it? They oh. did get
0: that right, at least. But it, very few of them. I think maybe two or three max.
2: But I think the second oh. reason was to uh, to actually give a reason for there to be strange puzzles, as opposed to like a modern RPD. Yeah. Especially you know if you consider the fact that in like 1.5, with the uh, RPD being all modern and everything, and supposedly Chief Irons and being a good guy, and there's no real bad characters, you know, it may, it would make no sense for mm-hmm. there to be. You know, strange puzzles in in the modern RPD. So they had to make it be like an art museum that's been spiffed up a little bit.
1: I and you know. I do like if I can just uh, add here. I do like how when you would go to the mansion in RE One, you go there and you know there's something wrong about this place. You know there's something evil, something ominous about it. But you go to the RPD, the justice and uh, morality. And, uh, you know, it's um, upstanding law, values. You go there, and it's a whole different kind of atmosphere from the mansion. The mansion is evil, police station, good, you know, justice, what have you. But it's a police station that has been corrupted by the events around it. It's been diseased, if you will, by what's happened and changed.
0: just to expand on that, like, Iron specifically sabotaged several things, like, so that none of the survivors would escape. You know his his intentions were to let it, to have everyone die in the uh, in the RPD because he felt he was infected possibly with the virus himself, and in fact he even hunts down some of the officers who are remaining. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh Jesus,
1: what a bastard! <laughs> I know
0: he's he's like the ultimate bastard in this game, but I think um I I'd wonder if uh, the fact that the RPD in 1.5 was a bit too metro and maybe not like um. Not not very puzzly enough, or puzzle oriented. Something that you know a puzzle would, it would a puzzle like Resident Evil One would stand out there quite a bit. Right. I wonder if that didn't play a role in why they ended up scrapping it and remaking it into a yeah,
2: I'm sure a, that is
0: a more eerie atmosphere.
2: And I'd like to one, add a couple of things about the story itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it interesting that supposedly the army has this uh, has the city barricaded by it at this point, and You know, Leon and Claire just both stroll right in, no problem. (laughs) They they haven't heard of any incident going on in Raccoon City, despite the fact that, you know, for probably at least the last week or last couple of days, surely on the news somebody would have come up and said, you know, Raccoon City's being quarantined by the army or something. Well, Well,
1: maybe, maybe he kind of drove there and he reached the blockade like uh, oh i'm sorry sir you you can't go in i was like oh no i have got my first day on the job I'm, I'm a police officer oh all right then mate go on
0: your way go on i on don't think so do. but and they both you know and they
1: both just come in from uh, apparently us military, military hasn't really shared a pension for intelligence so
0: <laughs> says the british man but uh <laughs> says about... the
1: british says the man from a country who uh, has lost a number of soldiers from friendly fire yeah
0: Oh, we'll way to bring the mood down! What is this? You're gonna be apologizing to the to the American American Army next week.
1: We'll write something up. <laughs> but um,
0: hunk and tofu now the uh hunk and tofu modes, of course to get tofu you gotta beat A and B scenarios six times or three times each you know six times all together. Uh, Chris and I actually went through the uh, hunk scenario together on Skype and we we had a really difficult time i'd say it took us maybe about an hour and a, an hour or so yeah, chris
2: it t- it took us a little while to finally get the hang of it and, and yeah. realize exactly how we've got to take on the situation
0: and to prepare for this though i i looked up a video to see you know if if it could be done without do, shooting or anything like that and apparently one guy actually did this without he didn't take any well he took damage but he didn't use any healing items or and he never shot anything which to me, is ridiculous because this is a pretty hard scenario, in my opinion. I mean, not really.
1: It could be Korean, which would explain everything.
0: Well, it could be... In fact, it could have been the biohazard version, which is...
1: The, the Japanese version. Yeah,
0: a bit a bit easier than the... But it
1: should be harder, you know? Logic dictates. Asian must be harder, well, not for, easier.
0: For some reason, they, they don't think like that. They, they always think the U.S. likes a bit more of a challenge, I guess, but uh, that's besides the point. But I... I'd always have trouble with the uh, the the uh, red ivies, the ones that poison you, right outside the dark room to the sec that leads up to the second floor. That those two ivies there would always get me until I finally realized, you know, I'll, you know, the only way you're gonna you be able to do this is if you run all the way to the towards the evidence evidence room there and shoot them from yeah. a distance. But how about you? Where, where were you getting hung up on?
2: The main point I got hung up on was the uh, the two ivies in front of the. Um
0: Oh, boy, in that boy. room where the hands come out the windows
2: yeah yeah in that, that hall yeah oh, yeah the hall right after the liquor hallway you go in there i think it was right after the liquor hallway yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah it, it was. was
2: those two got me at first but so i think it's just because i was still trying to conserve a bit more ammo than i really should
0: yeah that's, so that's
2: I, I was trying to avoid them too much as opposed to just
0: take them down the first couple times i just tried to do it like the video had showed but there were several times where like such actions didn't prompt the pr- proper response from a zombie or another enemy what have you especially the Ivies, i'd i'd get to a medium distance where they'd normally you know try to lash out at me with their with their uh, tentacles and what have you but uh they'd never do that they just keep spitting acid on me and i'd die <laughs> yeah and i found that the acid hurts you a whole hell of a lot more than uh, like a normal hit like from say a dog or something hunk can take yeah hunk can take a lot of like uh brute force damage, but really, like, if there's acid or anything special like that, he kind of waffles under the under the acid and such.
1: Which is surprising, considering that he's wearing all his body armor. Yeah,
0: really. And, man, for a guy that can survive face down in a sewer for God knows how long, you know, without breathing, you seem like uh, he'd be okay. In fact, Hunk, isn't he referenced in Code Veronica? Is in a yeah. file yeah, or he, something?
1: Yeah, he went to the... Uh, he served at the... Uh, uh, the Rockfort Island. It was like the uh, military training facility, and he went there on a regular basis to train.
0: Did he? Uh, didn't he escort like a a tyrant or something there?
1: Yeah, he. uh he was ordered to deliver uh, the TO O uh, seventy eight uh, to Rockfort Island, and uh, you know he dropped it off there, deployed it. And he's like, well, all conditions green, and and he's kind of questioning the reason why he's being sent on a, such a you know a simple trivial mission, if you will, and. Hmm.
0: And they they haven't really used him since. I mean, he's in RE4 in the mercenaries mode, but really, like, what's he even doing there? Because Umbrella's practically gone now. So, who well, would
1: he's a mercenary, call? isn't he? So he's got no real loyalties to anyone. I guess he's so, only yeah. loyal to loyalty, if you will, is to money.
2: Well, it's hard. I, I'm. I question whether he was designed to be a real character or not. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess possibly the, he is, but
0: the Code Veronica file kind of lets credence to that fact that you know yeah, they wanted yeah. to use him, but. I guess in a post-Umbrella world, they really don't have a... In fact, he's in Umbrella Chronicles, even. They have a, a little short segment on uh, his scenario taking the G-Virus out of the uh, Raccoon City, so I guess you could say he's been added into the canon now.
2: Yeah, I'm just not sure he was really designed to be that way. I kind of get the idea that maybe he was just designed to be a... just a game. Yeah, and yeah. Then, but people thought he was so you know badass and, and awesome that they were like, okay, well, we'll... We're we'll kinda you know, we we're, we're not gonna throw him in, you know, real big, but we'll put him in behind the scenes. I don't yeah. you, see anything wrong with that. Gotcha.
0: I think John you were saying, you know, he, Hunk's not badass. It's it's the person who beats the scenario. <laughs> it's badass. <laughs> 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 but uh another uh mode on the on the uh, dual shock version, I guess I'll be the only one talking about this, is the extreme battle mode. Uh this is of course the uh three level uh I guess it just increases in difficulty as you go through the levels. But if you beat the first Ada, becomes unlockable, and if you beat the second Chris, becomes unlockable, and then you can fight through there. But level three's surprisingly difficult. I'm not sure if it's just Chris's difficulty or what, but I can't really seem to get past that with him. It takes I've,
1: three hits from a zombie, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, three hits, and he's and he's dead. But um, you know, ammo's really scarce in level three, and the enemies that Chris goes up against are a lot more, you know, worse off because if you would go into the door, this one door as Leon, you know, there's just a couple of zombies, but if you go in there as Chris, you know, it's dog-form Birkin on all fours just coming at you. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. And I'm the kind of guy who likes to explore every room, you know, to see what's what.
1: And Even that... when, by exploring that room, you crashed the game, which is what you did with Beta 2.
0: Yes. To, to uh... discuss. We'll be going that in a minute, but I just want to t- finish up this uh, extreme battle discussion because uh, I was really surprised at how long it was because it took me roughly two hours to beat the one scenario as Leon exploring every room and you know picking up all the items. And I should mention that all the items are random, so there's random item sets that you get, and so it's never really...
1: So no two games are the same,
0: if I you get, will. Yeah, I guess you could say that, but it'd be difficult to make a strategy guide for it, that's for sure. Uh, is it
2: truly random, or is it like no, it's, different sets? Yeah,
0: it's different sets is what it is. Uh, as far as I'm aware. Because, you know, I've I played it a bit, but I I've noticed sort of a pattern on how the sets are placed, but I was really surprised at how long it was. It's damn near the the length of uh, an entire real game. And I just wish they would do more stuff like this, because this it's really a, in my opinion, like a nice really nice bonus, because it's you know, four characters, three different levels. You'd have like you know, twelve different possible ways, not including the item randomization to play it. Right. So it's it's a it's quite a lengthy bonus, and it's just really disappointing that they didn't add that in so that you guys could have experienced it. In my opinion, but
1: we never even got Jewel Shock, so <laughs> not luck of us getting anything.
0: That's amazing! I can't believe that.
1: I can believe it. It's Europe. <laughs> can believe it believe me
0: just wanted to tie up now the resident evil 2 discussion with the little chat on beta 2 this is of course a uh a pre uh a pre-release version of the japanese biohazard 2 for playstation 1 which was leaked uh i'm not sure of the exact time frame when it was leaked but it was before the release of the game and there was this famous quote you know of the of a Capcom executive finding it on a pirate's table and taking it there. and you know, they tracked down the journalist who released it, and he got fired, of course. But uh, it's... Capcom,
1: Capcom will fix you. They fix everything. <laughs> but uh, it's quite...
0: Uh, there's quite a few differences in it. Lots of it's trivial stuff, but, but I'm really surprised at some of the decisions they had early on. Like, you know, the uh, submachine gun and side pack room there's two lockers in the beta 2 and you know each one of them contains you know the side pack or the submachine gun and in fact you need a key to open the door and you can only open one of the locker doors I can't really tell if it's just the fact that it's in Japanese or if it's you know a you know pre-release version but they don't really say which which locker contains what but you can only pick up one and as soon as you pick it up and equip it uh it escorts you out of the room. You can go back in, of course, but it won't let you open the other door. So.
1: Is this um, uh? I remember when you playing for beta two, and um, was it some key you picked up, but you weren't sure what it was? You couldn't identify
0: it. Yeah. And you
1: weren't sure what the key was for. Is that this? Is that the key for the lockers?
0: Yep, that was the key. It was on the. Ah, oh, okay. It was, yeah. in, it was in the power room in the basement, right where you normally pick up the map for the basement. There, it was right next to it. So, and another thing is um that That room right outside there, you know near the morgue, there's all these uh, gurneys along the walls, which made it a lot more interesting to me, but I assume they cut that because the room boundaries weren't in place and they didn't really have time to you know map out the gurney boundaries and all that, but it would have would have been a lot more atmospheric and maybe give you a a little hint as to what's inside that door, a little <laughs> ominous, you know
1: right, I like that.
0: Another uh, another thing was the uh, the disc door where you normally n- use the mo disc you use instead now you use a key, and the door actually looks a bit like a 1.5 type door. It's a you know it's a 3D model, and as soon as you hit it, you know it, it goes up and everything. Um, also in the labs the uh, the vent shafts that normally you know liquor would drop down instead now it's uh, it's ivies actually. I surprised at that quite a bit. It wasn't really Pretty surprising ex-
1: actually. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't
0: really expecting that. I you
1: know. why did he drop down from exactly like a ventilation shaft?
0: Yeah, it's like uh you know the vent the vent's uh, up in the roof, you know, they'd crash down and a liquor would come down. they just But then
1: you you'd look up and you think okay, fair enough. I can picture a liquor croak croak crawling clawing his way through there. But you only think about what an ivy is. How the hell can that giant thing, you know, clamber through these vent tunnels or <laughs> whatever?
0: I think it might be possible, given the fact that That's there's awesome. that, you know, the giant plant out there, and it's it could possibly be leaking into the vents and then, you know, splitting off the uh, buds or whatever. But, yeah.
1: But weren't ivies, like, um, aren't they like the green zombies from uh, Outbreak, Outbreak File 2? No. But these zombies are, like, with, with, like, plant growing in them.
0: I don't think they are. I think they're just a plant mutation. I don't think they're But they a... look
1: humanoid, don't they? They look vaguely humanoid.
0: They sort of do. I don't know. I would, I'd wonder if they weren't, you know, humans who had plants attached to them or something like that. But they look a, li- a quite a bit different, you know, there's no humans eyes.
1: With plants attached to them.
0: That's... I'd imagine it's more of an experiment gone wrong. Sort of like plant, yes, plant it, 42. Yes. It,
1: yes, we're trying to we're trying to merge the DNA of a human <laughs> being and a geranium.
0: And of course, there's also uh Several like uh, foreground layers, which should be above your player model. You know, they aren't, so you can see them walking through there. Um, The vent room, or where you would normally read uh, the note about the P epsilon gas uh, just before going down to the power room and all that. uh, That's several of the camera angles are changed there. And even like when you first start the game, you'll notice that the way towards. I think yeah, in Ken if you go the way where in the A scenario with Kendo, there's several uh, shells of cars that are you know, they're untextured and everything like that. So it's it's kind of interesting if you're if you're into like uh, Resident Evil 2 a lot, or if you just like seeing how things progressed and you know maybe formulating opinions as to why they changed. Definitely check it out.
1: If, before we move on, I know you just mentioned Kendo. Mm-hmm. I've just got to say. If you owned a gun store, why on earth would you have it protected by a thin panel of glass? <laughs> you know, exactly. It's, it's, what is the logic behind that? It's like, oh, I lock this door, even though there's like a huge, uh, you know, thinly protected vein of rail of glass right next to it, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> but don't you worry, I'm keeping a close eye on things.
0: Now for the news segment, Uh, the first news bit we have here is uh, Capcom's Christian Svensson left a comment on the Capcom Unity blog, which seems to indicate that the new Gears-like controls will be an option with the ability to go back to the classic controls. Now, I noticed that a lot of people were quite happy at this news. Um, It's, it's of course, not an official confirmation. What do you guys think?
2: It's interesting. It's not quite the gameplay I would expect for a Resident Evil game, but since it's since the series seems to be progressing more towards action, I I'm think not, it'll uh, be a good addition, I think.
1: I'm not too convinced. I mean, Gears of War, uh, you're against enemies that fire, project, they have guns, they have weapons. And I can understand the need for a cover system when people are firing bullets at you and projectiles.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: However, I can't see a need for a cover system when the enemies are you know, zombies or whatever coming towards you slowly. Why do you need to, you know, cover from that? They're not gonna shoot at you unless they got crossbows or something.
0: We should but say, well, it's... we're not really sure exactly what they're, what they're, what they mean by gears. Like, well, I guess we'll find out at Tokyo Game well, Show.
1: Gears, like, it's like you're know, hiding behind a wall, isn't it? That's yeah, a cover yeah. system. Well, ah, we don't
2: know what I... kind of enemies they're gonna throw at us, though. There, there may be a lot more enemies that are throwing projectiles, or that
1: we may need to from
2: and such
0: well we did see the uh, flaming crossbows make a return which i think is ridiculous but okay
1: (laughs) i've just realized a mistake here uh when the huge in that one of the early trailers for re5 when you're seeing the enemies all crowding around they're throwing sickles and knives at you and pitchforks and Mm -hmm. things in a sense i guess yes you might need cover from that kind of bombardment if you will
0: I don't know uh, I, you seem to do pretty well in re4 and they threw things regularly at you uh, the volume of course in the trailer was a lot more in re5 but I, I just chalk that up to uh, you know trying to make the game look fancy by throwing 20 some enemies at you at a time you know I don't yeah. think, I don't uh, think they I've... actually have enemies throwing that much garbage at you in the game. <laughs>
1: I mean, Gears of War was a fine game and this is not a Gears of War podcast, I understand, but it's imperative that we point out that, you know, sure it was a good game, but there's no need for other games to start emulating it and jumping on the, the bandwagon and saying, hey, let's all do it like this because this was fun. Uncharted did it, uh, Dark Sector did it, uh, uh, I can't quite mention, I can't remember if it Come to mind. And now Ori 5 is looking to do it as well. I mean, what happened to innovation? What happened to creativity? Doing something different?
0: Supposedly the comment is that they they will allow an option to go back to classic controls. The thing that would confuse me is if you change the fundamental controls of Resident Evil, you know, how left and right are turned rather than strafe and such, it, it seems to me like it would break the AI. Like they'd need to make two routines for the various controls you have. Uh, unless yeah that makes sense unless they just go full on out with the gear's type controls and then you know if if you go back to the classic controls you're you're kind of like at a very big disadvantage because the game might expect you to be able to strafe off cuz i've seen several times where like a you know a villager would tackle chris you know get him in a get him in a lock and then another one and hit him but yeah yeah okay so.
1: i i don't know i've got very mixed Feelings about it, as I'm sure many of our listeners have as well.
0: I guess we'll find out how it works out at the Tokyo Game Whatever Show. Whatever works. All right. We'll so have to find out. The next bit here is uh, Shane Bettenhausen, uh, of course, an EGM editor, uh, quite a hinted that uh, Dead Rising 2 is being created by a team in the USA. Now, this this seems odd to me because the the first game was such a success on the uh, Framework Engine. It was, I believe it was the first. Uh, game by Capcom to be re- released on the framework engine. I I think it's so well tied to that engine. I I guess I can't really say that anymore with the Wii edition version coming out, but still like uh they're they're apparently farming it out to the United States, uh an unnamed developer in the States. Um have either of you played uh Dead rising the original? I uh, played it, yeah.
1: I played some of it, yes.
0: Uh I don't know. It just, it just seems like it might maybe lose some of the quirky humor that it had, or it seems like all the time whenever you have a a different um, different developer tackle a franchise, it sort of loses the originals. Uh, you know, some of the some of the especially with this game because it has such like you know dark humor, and I'm afraid that it'll just come off as a cheap emulation if they if I they. I understand
1: it your concern for that. It's like Call of Duty and uh, Infinity War, and then. Uh... Can't pronounce that other company now. They're doing Treyarch. the latest yeah, Treyarch. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. And people say, "Oh no, Infinity War." They're like, um, they "Did Call call duty four? It's really good. It's what they use. You know, whatever. Blah blah blah." And then this new of different company does it, it's like, "Oh, it's not going to be the same." You know. And I feel <laughs> I don't understand going by that logic how you must feel uh, about Dead Rising two being developed by another developer because they don't have the past experience. and not used to dealing with, you know, the the uh, the kind of Feel that the game has. They haven't been up with it since its growth. It's like saying, it's like saying you have a child and it turns seven years old, and suddenly give it to a different parents who have no idea how to raise <laughs> it from birth. You know, that's that's a good euphemism.
0: I'd be, I'd be worried if. Oh, sorry. You done?
1: Yeah, I'm done. Don't worry. That okay. was a,
0: yeah, it c- you. kind of cut off. We gotta, we gotta find out what the problem is there with that. Sometimes you cut off. Like you lag out. It's weird. But um, I'd be I'd be worried if uh, the Wii edition one is influencing the game because you know the first game it was so tied to you know photojournalist and stuff you know I've covered wars. But anyway, <laughs> like uh, I've covered wars, you know. Yes, exactly. Uh, but the the Wii game has that entirely removed, and it's just you know you no longer level up in that way. I I don't think they've said how how you level up in it, but I would hope that it still retains the core gameplay and it doesn't go in this new direction, which just seems more like Resident Evil 4 Mall Edition or something.
1: Yeah, I was about to say about that. I mean, I was going to ask, uh, has the gameplay changed? Because I'm sure that some stuff I've heard things from have, they, I've seen that it, they're going for this over the shoulder camera view that we're mm. more familiar to seeing in RE four and...
0: Well it's actually running on the RE four engine even, so
1: Oh. I
0: don't know. It's it's a good engine and everything, but I I'd fear that it's so tied to Resident Evil Four that it just feel like uh trying to shoehorn a different style of game into the previous one. But uh it's
1: the bold. Oh
0: yeah. Yep. Oh, oh.
3: What's
0: wrong, honey? Oh, I got a splitting headache. Oh, I've got
3: just the thing
0: for that. Safsprin has been proven in medical trials to be 40% more effective than a leading brand. Do not take Saspirin if you have sensitive skin or are taking other prescribed analgesics or tricyclic antidepressants. Side effects may include skin irritation, increased appetite, shallow breathing, and in rare cases, renal failure. Just continue using use contact or doctor if you experience any of these symptoms. You know, my headache's gone already.
3: I'm glad it could help.
0: Safsprin, the common cure. And now we have a very special section for the podcast. This is a uh, interview with uh, a member of the Dark Biohazard mod team. Of course, uh, we talked about them last week on the podcast, or last last episode, I should say. Um, we have joining us here Evan, who's probably better known to you all as c C2 2 C2KO. He is the 3D modeler, and perhaps a bit more. We'll find out during the interview here. But uh, thank you, thank you, Evan, for joining us. And, oh, no problem. And welcome. Um, I guess we'll just get right into it. Uh, the first question I have actually is, um, you know, when did you begin uh, working, like, on 3D models?
4: Um, this was, uh, I'd say, about five years ago, Max. Um, I had a brother that graduated from an art college, so he had a lot of software laying around, and 3D Studio Max happened to be one of them. And so one day I just decided to give it a shot for fun, and uh, yeah, I guess that was how I got started.
0: As a, just as a follow-up there, did you like uh, follow any tutorials or anything, or did you just sort of? Um,
4: not really. Uh, I just kind of messed around on my own for a bit, and then uh, it wasn't until last October uh, that I seriously started taking modeling a bit more seriously. So,
0: Chris, do you have a question?
2: Oh uh, Yes. I noticed that a lot of the backgrounds you make look really authentic, like they were originally from some of the earlier games. Uh, what do you do that makes them look so,
4: uh, real, like, like the old style games? Um, I guess it's really just, it all comes back to the lighting and shadows, really. Uh, for example, you could just have a simple square room with even terrible looking textures, but, uh, if you set up lighting carefully, you can have something that looks like it's from a Resident Evil game.
0: Not, I have a question on that. Um, now, are you limited in the, um like let's say the uh color palette or anything like that is
4: there like, um not really uh <clears throat> we uh i have to compress the uh images down to 320 by 240 and in 16 bit color uh bmp file uh-huh. and it it doesn't really take color away it just kind of blurs a a little bit of the detail yeah i'd imagine that yeah it sort of gives it a charm though too. To make it look more Resident Evil-ish.
0: I'd imagine that amount of color depth wouldn't look so bad at 320 by 240 you know? Yeah.
1: Uh, I've got a question as well, actually. Uh, I know that Dominion has been uh, involved in the project since the very beginning, you could say. Uh, What about you? When were you brought in the project, and how did you get involved Um, in it?
4: That would be last October. Uh, It was around the time the PlayStation Museum released their Biohazard 1.5 review. Uh, oh, yeah. I posted on their forum, uh, some renders of how I wanted to change the, uh, current Resident Evil 2 backgrounds into something a bit more modern, and I guess that caught the attention of Dominion.
0: So I have another question here, um, when did you first, uh, what was your first introduction, I guess, into the Resident Evil franchise? Like, what was the first game that you uh, that you played? That,
4: it would have to be the first Resident Evil, uh, I sort of remember my cousin coming over just to hang out, and he had just gotten the game, and, uh... Me and my brother, we just had, I think there are launch titles for the PlayStation, uh, Zero Divide, which was some robot fighting game. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was Resident Evil, and that, I was totally blown away by it. I wasn't, I'd never seen anything like that, so. Yeah. Uh.
0: Now, have you been, like, a uh, a fan of the series ever since, or, like, have you been in any
4: communities, really, or? Uh, Not really. I wasn't really active in any communities. I was just, I just sort of lurked. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Alright, I have a question for you though, have sure. you worked on any other
2: mods or game-based projects and has working on Dark
4: Biohazard inspired you to maybe do other mods? I haven't worked on anything really major, just uh, s- stupid small stuff for personal use like changing out sound effects and uh, small texture mods, things like that. Um but recently, I've been looking into modifying the source engine that Half-Life 2 runs on, Yeah. yeah. For, to uh, make maybe like a Resident Evil remake styled game with higher resolution graphics and things like that.
0: Now, I have a question for that. Are you, um, are you able to like map in the uh, source engine as good as you are to maybe yeah. 3D model in the 3D scene? Not really, model?
4: but I, uh, yeah, I just gotta practice like yeah. 3D.
2: Have you thought about making your own game?
4: Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can. Uh, <laughs> I don't really have that much programming knowledge, so well, I'd I probably mean, like, need a you know, buddy. Sort of design something more of your own, as opposed to working off of uh, Resident Evil stuff. And um, I, uh, I was thinking, actually thinking of. I just recently played Snatcher on the uh, Sega CD. Oh, maybe, great uh... man!
1: Great game. <laughs>
4: I've been thinking That's of making, amazing. like, a yeah, cyberpunk-styled game, so...
1: We need his man more on more often. <laughs> oh, my God, I could speak with you for hours about that game. Uh, but, you know, as much as I'd like to uh, talk about Snatcher with you, I'm going to move on. In regards to the textures, do you do those yourself, or is there a person who helps you with those?
4: Um, A lot of them I do myself, but also a lot of them I just get from... Uh, free texture sites online, uh, CGTextures.com. I use them a lot, but uh, most of the time I'll just go out and drive into the city with my crappy digital camera, and take as many pictures as I can, and just stick those into Photoshop. And
0: so, one thing I'm wondering is, what's your favorite Resident Evil game, and uh, and wh- I guess why would it be your favorite?
4: Um, I guess the first Resident Evil because it was my introduction into the series. But uh it just has some weird I don't know, I just get this weird feeling when I play it.
0: I think I can relate to that. It's it's it holds a special place in your heart. Yeah, it's yeah. It's the first one and everything, you know. A
1: lot like a lot like Robocop really. The first one is always the most definitive. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That's the one that sticks with people.
2: Okay. I have a question. Sure. Obviously you're you're working on the mod and you're changing well, maybe not you yourself, but you're seeing a, a lot of things being changed in this mod. If you mm-hmm. could only change one thing in the early Resident Evils, what would you change?
4: Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's isn't really w- just one thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, like one thing. Like if you if it was a gameplay mechanic, something with the story, a d- background design.
4: Yeah. Uh, I guess not the story, the story's, I think it's fine the way it is. Uh, I guess the background's in Resident Evil 2 maybe, maybe like more 1.5 styled graphics I guess.
0: That'd be interesting. Is that, Good is that a project see. you're working on or...?
4: Um... Maybe. Chris <laughs> 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 oh. excited.
1: <laughs> um, well I've got another, uh, well a final question from me I suppose. Um, I've got to ask, what has been the uh, the biggest difficulty you've faced uh, in the development of Dark Biohazard?
4: I guess, um, like, if I'm uh, working on the police station, I'll have my mind set in, like, some contemporary-styled architecture, so it'll be hard to move on to, like, say if I'm modeling a forest, ah. it's really hard to come up with. <laughs> Yeah.
0: So it's I guess just the transition between the different uh, types of environments would be. Yeah. I could see that. I guess I bet you it's about. Uh, is it more difficult now to model, say, like a forest or something, whereas there's a lot more. Uh, I guess would you say like rounded shapes and such? It's sort of uneven ground and all that, as mm-hmm. opposed to say like a flat room and, you know, like a boxed room.
4: I wouldn't say the modeling process is that much more difficult. It's. I guess it's just trying to come up with the ideas of the look and uh, placement of everything, just the overall layout. I guess. Yeah. To
2: make it realistic, it's probably harder to
4: map yeah. like a forest area as opposed to this. And also, you're limited by the uh, the boundaries that uh, Dominion sets up. Ah. So. Okay.
0: So you two plan together then and make, uh, make make and plan out a room long before you begin modeling. Is that right? Yeah. Ah, okay. Do you, do you, like, do any, uh, sketches or anything?
4: And... Um, most of the time I'll just do, like, quick sketches on, in Photoshop or something. Mm-hmm. I rarely do any actual pencil sketches. Ah. Uh,
0: so, w- another question I think probably many of the community members are are wondering here. Uh, you know, how is the, uh, the original 1.5 disc doing since, uh... I think we all know now that you're using the backgrounds as a source to begin your 3D model work.
4: I don't know. It's probably just sitting. I think it's sitting in my basement under a bunch of junk, so. <laughs> go, 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 go. I'm coming
2: for you, Disc. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
4: rescue you. It's Robbie.
1: like a, you look outside your window now. There's a huge crowd <laughs> gathering a <laughs> yeah, congregation outside a your side, home.
0: Led by Black Crow. <laughs> <laughs> a baby Colvin. <laughs> oh
1: no. <laughs> uh oh. Oh no, he's gonna be around my house. He's gonna kill me.
0: Oh uh, so besides the Resident Evil two engine, have you uh tried modifying any of the other uh other games at all or? Um right.
4: personally I haven't, but I know Dominions messed around in the Resident Evil one and three engines. Oh, okay. but I don't know too much about what he's done. So
0: Okay. We have we have some questions here now from the community. Um, we'll, we'll be giving ma- the majority of these to Dominion in the text interview, but I think some of these could apply here. Uh, like uh, Big Stew, he was he was wondering, you know, what are your what are your feelings on the current direction of the Resident Evil series, like such as Resident Evil Four and onwards. I guess.
4: I guess good for Capcom because they're making tons of cash uh, <laughs> with with going and pleasing the uh, Western audience with that more action-oriented game. Right, yeah, but how do you feel about that? Like, you know,
0: I know a lot of old-time fans. Like you said, you know, you've been with the series since Resident Evil One. How do you, like, how do you feel about it? Do you do you like the gameplay, or do you like do you hate the story, well, or?
4: Well, Resident Evil Four, I I didn't, or I like the gameplay, but you know, as a as a lot of people say, it's not, it's a good game, but it's not a good Resident Evil game, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I think that probably echoes a lot of the. Sentiment around here, or at least around the horrors alive.
4: I guess I wish it would go back to the survival horror type gameplay.
1: Yeah. But the problem with that is the fact that kids nowadays have a heart attack if they don't kill anything in thirty seconds.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for episode two of the RPD Dispatch. Um, we're gonna—I guess we should say our game that we're going to be doing next uh, for next. Well, we do this biweekly, so in two weeks we'll have a discussion on Resident Evil One, the original Resident Evil. So um, I know Rob McGregor, uh, better known as Rombi, from uh, Resident Evil fan, has said that you know he'll he'll give us a call in and and discuss it. So we're, we're anxiously awaiting that. See, hopefully, we could hear a bit, a bit more from some of the more community members. Maybe now that we actually got the uh, voicemail line set up, we have it actually on Skype. So if if you have no s- one's told well. Uh, well, we haven't really publicized it as well as we should have. So, right now, we'll we'll go ahead and set it up. Um, if you have Skype, you can give a call to. Uh, it's it's a it's a long username. I'm sorry about this, and it's it's quite convoluted. Uh, I didn't really think we'd be doing a podcast with this name, but apparently, the recording application I selected and bought is tied to my name now. So, apologies for this in advance, but it's it's a long name. It's Biff and True Winner. It's all one sentence it's all one word there it's spelled uh, b-i-f-f-t-a-n-n-e-n-t-r-u-e winner w-i-n-n-e-r uh if you just call that and usually after about five rings the uh voicemail message will pick up and you can leave a five minute message or if you're not comfortable with that you can send me a private message on the horrors alive and i can arrange for you to you know record a mp3 or whatever what have you and send it to uh our email address, and then I could just put it in the podcast, and we could also discuss it. You know, we'd love to hear feedback from you guys, as always. So you could just hit up. Always the, good to hear. Yep. You could always, uh, and we should say that you know, if it's if it's uh, criticisms, we we'd also love to hear that. We were pretty surprised, I think, the first time the podcast went up, and there wasn't really any people that were you know, crit- critical of the podcast. So
1: that's just being polite.
0: <laughs> I think that's what it is. So it, whatever ha- whatever comments you have, we're, you know, it's, it's very welcome. You know, let us know what we're doing right. And let us know what we're doing wrong. Just uh, hit the boards up on the horrors live at the dash com slash forums um, for uh, Chris L's for John, Mr. Spencer, and many thanks to our friend here, Evan uh, C2 Kio on the boards for joining us. Uh, really appreciate that. Hopefully, you guys found the interview interesting, and uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Okay. Uh, You gotta unmute it now, Chris.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's gonna go for the entire podcast, not saying anything. (laughs) It's like, Um, oh, I think we may have lost Chris, and at the very end, it's like, hello, guys, are you there? Oh, oh, we've just finished it. Oh. (laughs)
0: Hello everyone and welcome to .50 Cal's podcast. This is .50 Cal. I'm going to talk about Resident Evil 2 with myself. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 3 of the RPD Dispatch. As always, I am Two. .50 messed up. Oh, what did I say? 3? You said
2: episode 3.
0: Oh! <laughs> oh no. What? All right. I guess uh we need to take a break here, guys. That was horrible. Uh, I carried the whole thing. You guys needed to talk. I, no.
3: One.
0: Oh, right. <sighs> laying out right when I needed to. Yeah. Evan, yeah. as an outsider, how bad on a scale of one to ten?
4: Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> it wasn't too bad. I uh, actually to be honest, I was kind of zoned out.
0: Oh,
1: no! I had a bad feeling about this. I feel as though I've let the side down, because I was just undermining everyone's conversation of movie quotes. Alright... Blah, blah, blah,
0: blah, 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 blah,
3: blah, blah, blah... You Bobby!
4: Shut up! It's gonna make me laugh. Um... Well, Crap, sorry.
1: Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, I've got another question here. I mean, do you, um. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Still... whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. What are you doing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, goes, it goes me, Chris, John, and me, Chris, John.
4: Yeah. <laughs> could, you could just add on to the unit. Uh...
0: Do we want to just start completely over?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the... We should probably, like, I don't know, because it's, uh. It's a lot of editing to do there, and I'd I'd be worried if it might sound a little bit strange, you know? Yeah, it's a start over.
1: Whenever something goes terribly wrong, we just say, oh, don't worry, it's a beta, it's a reverse. (laughs) We're
2: sorry, guys. Uh, We
3: had to scrap the game
2: at the podcast at 60% complete, and totally redo it
3: from start.
0: We do need to do that for our RE2 segment over, though so much. People are gonna be like,
2: "What are you, you, fucking ego maniac?" Alrighty, let's do. This. What do you love, your old boy? You should let any one of them talk.
0: I know. We should put that in the bloopers. Like
2: John, man, you didn't let any of us talk.
0: Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Talk to you later. See ya. Bye. All right. Now that we got him gone, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. I mean, in regards to the textures in the game. I mean, did you order?
0: Oh wait John, you're oh, gonna so have to re- with that? You're gonna have to repeat that question, John, because it sort of it your internet blooped out a bit.
1: Piss. Okay. okay. Um I mean, as much as I'd like to uh, you know discuss Snapchat with you all day, um, I've gotta move on with the questions. I mean in reg-
0: Oh my That's god, it. I did it again?
2: <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Oh what's
3: going on here then? What sort of what is zombies doing there? They're milling around and that. Uh, <laughs> What's he done now? This is really hard. Work. What's going on there? It's not normal. Is, it? I mean, is, this, is this a cultural thing or something? I have. Uh, I mean, I've just. I'm not. I've not been here too long. Like you know, I, I came here. Like I think. I think it was like three weeks ago now. And I was like in a nice hotel somewhere. And it was a lovely hotel. Lovely, lovely cracking bird in there. Like you know, she. Just was... Freaking, and then. I don't know, all this stuff's going on here. Like, is this bloke going around, is eating his, eating some guy's arm, and he's dragging his guts out. And I'm like, what's going on here? What's all what's this madness? You know, like, this isn't right. This is, this is, is this what Americans do with their time? I mean, you know, I, I, I'm just an honest man, honest bloke, come here, gone out for a nice holiday in the States, visit some relatives and that. And then, all oh, this, Oh, this happens, and it it's it's it ludicrous. I won't be coming here again in the future. This is going to be what's going to happen. You know what I mean? This this it's, it's, it's it's not necessary, is it? It's that the sort of thing. Hey, <coughs> hey, what what are you doing? Are you, are you coming near me, for mate? Get off me! Get off my arm! Hey, 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 oi! get the, ah, the bleed now off me, you!